welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're in Matthew 14, verses 1 through 12. This is right after Jesus was rejected in his own hometown of Nazareth. They didn't have faith, and he wasn't able to do any mighty works there. They couldn't understand how he had all this wisdom and knowledge and teaching, and they knew the family that he came from, not terribly impressive, and so they're a little bit bewildered. You can learn more about that listening to yesterday's podcast. Let's go to chapter 14. At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard about the fame of Jesus, and he said to his servants, this is John the Baptist. He has been raised from the dead. That is why these miraculous powers are at work in him. So the king has taken notice of Jesus. He's heard about him and he thinks that it is the reincarnated John the Baptist that is somehow giving Jesus these powers. Then we go into a historical flashback, verse 3 and following. For Herod had seized John and bound him and put him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because John had been saying to him, it is not lawful for you to have her. So Herod had taken his brother Philip's wife, Herodias, and John had called him out for that. And it got back to Herod. And so Herod said, heck with this guy. He's not going to speak out against me. He's not going to judge me. He's not going to tell me what I should or shouldn't do. I'm the king. I do whatever I want. And so he imprisoned John for being critical of him. Verse five, and though he wanted to put him to death, he feared the people because they held him to be a prophet. So in other words, Herod wanted to kill John for speaking out against Herod, but he was afraid to kill him because John's disciples held John as a prophet and he thought if I kill this guy that's gonna cause a bunch of problems for me so I'm not gonna do that but verse 6 when Herod's birthday came the daughter of Herodias danced before the company and pleased Herod so Herodias his wife the former wife of his brother Philip half-brother actually brings her daughter who's probably 12 or 14 years old to come and dance at Herod's birthday party doesn't say it specifically but we can assume that in this debased culture this is probably some kind of a sexual or a sensual dance by what would be Herod's stepdaughter, and he was pleased by it. So he promised with an oath to give her whatever she might ask. Prompted by her mother, she said, give me the head of John the Baptist here on a platter. And the king was sorry because of his oaths and his guests, he commanded it to be given. He sent and had John beheaded in prison and his head was brought on a platter and given to the girl and she brought it to her mother. And his disciples came and took the body and buried it and they went and told Jesus. So John still has some disciples, people who are following John from back when he was coming on the scene to lay the groundwork for Jesus, the Messiah, to come, and they took care of John's body after he had been beheaded. This is a sick unfolding of events. Can you imagine a king offering anything to a girl who's 12 or 14 years old because he was pleased by her sensual dance, and then that girl going back to her mother, the mother having hatred for John the Baptist who's in prison saying, tell Herod that you want his head on a platter, so this 12 or 14 year old comes back to Herod, says, I want John's head on a platter and then Herod is sorry that he granted her that wish because now he has to go through with it and it maybe is going to stir up the problem with the followers of the prophet that was referred to earlier and sure enough John's beheaded and here it comes. I had two thoughts when I read through this. Number one, John seemed like a faithful guy. He faithfully laid the groundwork for Jesus' ministry. He said that he's unworthy to untie the sandals of Jesus. He clearly knew his position. We've talked about John a couple times in our Bible overview. Jesus said that among those born of women, there's
there's none that has arisen greater than John. Yet he was critical of John's lack of faith while John was in prison because John was a little disillusioned about how things had played out. But John's a faithful dude. Why does it go down like this for him? Well, we don't know. The ultimate answer is to bring glory to God in some way. And sometimes things that are unfair are going to happen to good people. Just got news about a young man going into his senior basketball season who has an injury that's going to keep him out of it. And he's a good kid. Would have been a great part of the team. But bad things happen sometimes to people who you would think bad things shouldn't happen to. And that's just the way it goes. And in this case, John had to pay with his life. That's a difficult pill to swallow when you only think of things temporarily in this life. But in the scope of eternity, that's a little bit easier to take because there will be a day when bad things don't happen to faithful people. Rather, faithful people will live forever in eternity with God because of their trust in Christ. So even though things didn't go the way John had hoped or thought, and things aren't going to go the way that we hope or think, sometimes we can trust that God is good and that we will be exceedingly fulfilled in the next life regardless of what happens here. Second thought I had was that if you or I or anyone who trusts God's word, who follows Christ with a passion, would dare to speak on behalf of God or his truth or his word to people in power in this world, we better be ready to pay the price. It's not always going to look like being imprisoned and beheaded, but when we speak authoritatively from the truth of God's word the way John did about the fact that Herod shouldn't be taking another man's wife, you can count on getting some blowback in this world. That is blowback that we should not be afraid of. As the Lord leads, we should speak and live in a way that he's called us to speak and live no matter what the cost. We think of Stephen being the first martyr of the Christian church. You might think of John as being a martyr that came even before Jesus. But even in this quote-unquote worst-case scenario, we can remember what Scripture says about, O grave, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? In Christ, death is gain. Amen? Amen. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at ChristianCrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which airs on stations around the world, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. We also want to highlight two ministry partners— First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule of year-round events and activities are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference on Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our other ministry partner. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.